Welcome to the IEEE Quantum Podcast Series, an IEEE Future Directions Digital Studio production. This podcast series informs on the landscape of the quantum ecosystem and highlights projects and activities on quantum technologies. In this episode, we're joined by Leah Ye, a PhD student at Oxford University researching quantum computing and a volunteer lead for quantum education in the IEEE Quantum Initiative. Leah, thank you for taking time to contribute to the IEEE Quantum Podcast Series. To get started, can you tell us how you first got involved with quantum? I would have to say that the first time that I had heard of quantum was during my first year of undergraduate. So at the time I was studying to be a computer science major and a few weeks after I had started my undergraduate study, um, I actually tried to sit in on a physics class and ended up um, unintentionally, unpremeditatedly also becoming a physics major. And this made me start to think about what could I do in the intersection of both computer science and physics. And a professor at my college, um, so I went to University of California, Santa Barbara, a professor um, was teaching a course in intro to quantum computing in my college uh, just for undergraduates, just a small seminar course. And that was my first introduction to quantum. So Leah, can you share some of your views on the quantum ecosystem? It depends a lot on what your perspective is in, uh, in quantum, while you because everyone views the ecosystem differently. Um, there's a lot of ecosystems all within quantum, uh, and they all <laughs> make up this larger ecosystem, we, we could, I guess you could call it a quantum ecosystem. So depending on, um, let's say if I have my IEEE hat on, um, I'm looking at the perspective of educators, students, teachers, learners. Um, so from that perspective, um, we get a view of uh, quantum as it's being taught, I say at universities, in K-12, uh, for professionals and in industry, uh, and also community-based approaches. This also takes us all over the world in terms of who is developing these educational resources and practitioners of education. Um, so currently I'm a PhD student at the University of Oxford researching in the quantum group in computer science. And so with that lens of being a PhD student, um, the ecosystem is quite different. So I focus on the topics that I'm researching. Um, so that's an in, that's a combination of quantum computer architecture and quantum compilation. Uh, so compilation for quantum computers and other models, and um, also uh, diagrammatic methods uh, such as the ZX calculus that um, and some category theory involved also. So from that perspective, uh, that's I know that's just my specific slice of the pie in quantum, but there's so many different areas, disciplines all over in. Uh, quantum information science, technology, and engineering that can take you anywhere from chemistry and computer science and physics uh, to engineering materials. Uh, the ecosystem is really broad, but that means that there's lots of different ideas and potential in, with this technology. Leah, how do you see IEEE helping to advance the technology space? And what is your direct role with IEEE as it pertains to education? Um, although I would say that I have several different involvements in quantum education, 
I think that my role in Nitrobuli is something that means a lot to me. It's a chance to to work together with people volunteering um, all over the world with different perspectives. And within Nitrobuli, I think that's the I think there's the biggest diversity in people from different backgrounds and fields. So um, people from many different countries are trying to promote quantum education and support it developing in their countries. So uh, um, I would say that I hope my role in IEEE mostly involves bringing people together. Um, I represent more of the student perspective in young professionals. So that's what's within IEEE people who have are currently students or have recently graduated. And so this is the audience of people I hope to represent. And if anyone would like to be involved in this aspect, please let me know, um, please contact me. So in addition to your work with IEEE, how else are you involved in advancing quantum education? I think that many people who volunteer in IEEE in a specific part of all the technology that IEEE advocates and um, works for, um, I think that they also, uh, we also in our day to day may uh, have be heavily involved with these parts already. So I would say um, I was already involved in quantum education prior to starting to volunteer with IEEE and remain involved in quantum education in my day to day. Currently, something I'm working on is developing curriculum for a tutorial for high school students who know programming or for software developers who already um, who, who have a high school degree to learn quantum computing, even if they haven't been exposed to it before through diagrams. So using the diagrammatic approach that uh, is used in our research in my day to day of my PhD, where you can actually convey some quantum concepts in a more intuitive way. That's something that I think it, was very meaningful to me to somehow give back to the learning process that I had. What advice would you share with young students or young professionals uh, who might be looking at quantum as a potential educational or career path? Thinking back, the moment that probably was the most foundational for me to eventually become a quantum computer scientist was as I mentioned before, the professor who mentored me and actually <laughs> encouraged me to to double major, to add physics as a major, even when I had I would probably I don't know if I would have ever come up with that idea on my own because I didn't know what physics was or had much exposure. <laughs> I think that on this point, for advice for students would be that if you could find a mentor or reach out to people, even if it's intimidating and you don't know how they necessarily might respond, you can learn a lot from uh, the people who have are walking in the shoes that you hope you could possibly be in in the next few years. So definitely there's a lot of ways to contact people. Um, there could be cold email or message on LinkedIn or other platforms. It could be going to events and conferences or there's also connections possibly within your university. So if your university has an IEEE chapter, um, you can sign up for communications from uh, mailing lists. So IEEE Quantum Education has a mailing list and we host discussions which anyone can join. Um, so there's lots of ways to reach people and get in touch. And uh, I personally made a lot of friends online just by meeting people, say uh, at KISC, IBM's Kiska Global Summer School, uh, 
summer school, free summer school online for to learn quantum computing. I met a lot of people who I still stay in touch with years after and make friends from countries I've never been to. So I think this is the, the most generic advice I could give to people to uh, just to find people who will support you. So Leah, as a woman working in the quantum space, do you have any particular insights you can share? The first professor who ever taught me quantum computing was a man. Um, and I've had, and my first research advisor was also a man, and I've had really good mentors who are men. Even in fields where it could be hard, you might sometimes not have classmates or research uh, people in your research group who are women or look like you. You can still keep a, a wider network of people who will support you. Events that are really important that I hold really dear to my heart, um, I think at the Near the top of that list would be um, in my undergraduate, uh, I volunteered to teach programming to middle and high schoolers. And I happened to meet uh, another undergraduate uh, who was volunteering with me. And uh, she was a pharmacology major, so very different field. But uh, she said her she had always wanted to attend a hackathon, but it was just too intimidating for someone who hadn't had much experience programming. And together we ended up recruiting a bunch of people to start a hackathon at our undergraduate university that was for female identifying and non-gender binary college students. That experience of running, of having, starting a hackathon, which uh, became so much uh, bigger and more impactful than we could have ever imagined. Uh, it really was empowering to, to me and I hope to the many people who attended. Uh, just, just see a whole room of, uh, women and non-gender binary students programming and making all these awesome projects. I definitely think that this experience helped me realize just how capable I am and my peers are who are women and um, just, just really was a really empowering experience. What quantum resources would you recommend? Although there's a really long list of resources and this is no way comprehensive, We've been compiling and thinking about discussing how to make effective resources for learning within IEEE quantum education and uh, all, the, all the different collaborations that we also get to talk to. And for instance, um, uh, Terrell Friends on the IEEE quantum education committee makes and maintains this awesome website that keeps track of lots of events that are going on all over the world and free and online for people to to just uh, be introduced or gain more skills in, in quantum uh, technologies. And uh, Tara also has uh, interviewed a bunch of quantum master's programs so that even with a bunch of new programs coming up, you can see and learn more about it by looking at those interviews. Some collaborations in the US that I'd like to shout out uh, include the National Q12 Education Partnership, which is the quantum K-12, and also uh, the American Physical Society, APS. They're making these awesome quantum tutorials and teaching teachers. Thank you for listening to our interview with Leah Ye. To learn more about the IEEE Quantum Initiative, please visit our web portal at quantum.ieee.org.